0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Saturday with my wife.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Today, we're going to dive right into it. It's working with your spouse. Yeah. We have had a shift in trajectory as a couple, not only from this podcast, which has been an incredible blessing, honored to connect with you all, but also from the fact of the coaching business and the public speaking and the events and you (laughs) jumping into coaching and
1: yeah, we're doing relationship coaching. I'm doing coaching on my own.
0: It just, there's a, there's a lot of variables at play now. Right. And in the interim, we made mention of this on last week's podcast, I thought, you know, currently, Lindsay, for the past two and a half years, has been in a position where she hasn't necessarily had to work, right? You had a Rodan and Fields business, Rodan for,
1: and Fields business yeah.
0: for however long, right? It's still active, but nothing you're really pursuing consistently right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the side. And so I'm like, would you be open to helping me? Like I need somebody to help. Like yeah,
1: we're at the point where it's it's grown too much and there's too many things going on and the staff we have is amazing, and, right? We have a great group here and but there's just so much on everybody's plate. You know, can I take some of that? I, I ask you constantly, what can I do to help? You know, how how can I help you? And we found that, rather than hire somebody and pay them i would step in and, and start doing some of this stuff
0: which is wonderful <laughs> it's, it's a great conceptual idea to start down a path and i'm not saying it's not going to end up being a wonderful idea but it's interesting because Lindsay steps in and to start with of course i'm thinking drinking from the fire hose like i'm a quick start by nature i am somebody that Okay, I got all these things going through my head. Let me just get them out, and I need somebody to run with them. Right? I don't want. I don't. Other than getting it out once, I don't want to have to do anything else. With yeah,
1: Ryan doesn't. Ryan likes to be like, here, can you, you know, figure out a way to make this stick on the wall at a forty-five degree angle with seventeen pieces that are going to hang from it, but we can only use. I on, I only want to see one nail. Well, it might be a bad example, but something like that. Yeah, I want that done, and then everybody else kind of sit around and look at each other like is he fucking insane like does he know that that's possible or not possible and he doesn't care he just wants to show up and have it happen
0: a lot of that is true <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that so much of what we're going to refer to on this episode comes from something called the life optimization test yes so it's life if you're listening to the show I believe you can get in with a discount code message me on social media or send me an email for the discount code to take it because it's a a $400 assessment. It's not inexpensive. If you're supporting me, I want to support you and there'll be no cost associated with it. You just got to ask me for the code. Yep. But I know that because from what Lindsay just expressed, my industrious score is like a 99. Like I'm somebody, I will fully say it, if you're in a foxhole and you need to figure out how to get out and you have limited resources, I'm your MacGyver.
1: Like, I'm the one you
0: want around you. Like, I'm going to sit there and tinker and work and map things out in my mind until I figure out how to make whatever it is happen. Like, that's just how I work. I realize after, although Lindsay had taken the assessment, she'd went through it, and although I had looked at her scores, I didn't consciously, like, store that particular variable in my head. Like, I didn't remember (laughs) it. So for me, when I say something out loud, like, you know, whatever it is, we'll take this, hang this thing on the wall at 45 degrees. The example Lindsay just gave. In my mind, it's not even a question on, like, how to get it done because it's just, like, I just know I can figure out how to get it done. Her industriousness score is an 80. Now, the scores are not good or bad. There is not one that's better than another. It's not a comparative measure between Lindsay and I. Everyone has their own way that their mind is mapped out. All of us do.
1: Right. And that's exactly what the test does. It just shows you how your mind processes and how it lays out. That's it. Yeah.
0: And – I was not consciously aware of that <laughs> variable. So just by that, the nature of that one conversation over the past two weeks that she's been working, I have been getting more and more frustrated because I didn't feel like there was enough. I didn't feel like there was shit getting done. Just didn't. But I bring it up and I bring it to her awareness and it's unique because at the moment I share that with you, you feel compared to a sheet of paper right? You said something along the lines.
1: Yeah, he wanted he wanted something outrageously not simple to be done. The, the first part was simple. The, the back end of this is not simple. And he said it and then two days later was like, well, is it done? Like, you got to be kidding. You have no idea what it's going to take to accomplish this or the amount of time or people or effort or hours. And so I went, no, it's not done. And they were, Well, I should have looked at your industrious score. And I just wanted to be like, are you kidding me right now? I am more than a sheet of paper. Fuck your scores.
0: She was super grumpopotamus for about 24 hours straight. (laughs) And I wasn't even, like I was aware when I said it, right, men? You know when you say something to your lady, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it is, you know when you say that thing and they look at you and you feel the energy shift right away, whether it's in the car, whether it's in person or at dinner, and you're like, huh. (laughs) Right, because in my mind I didn't say anything malicious. There was nothing condescending. There was nothing at all. Just like I verbalized the fact of, I wonder what your score is, right? Because it helps, it helps me understand how to communicate with people in the most advantageous way possible for their personality. It's not to change you or, you know, anyone. And so we eventually cover that together, right? We figure that out the next day because I I float for a couple hours and come up with the um, really just understanding the fact that we all have our own wiring and you have things that you are far superior to me in efficiency and I have things I'm superior to you. Mm-hmm. As we all do, right? You as your listing, you have your own things that that matter to you. Oh, yeah. And so that also in that same conversation, I'm realizing the fact from her test score, and this is not a plug for the test, it's just the way our conversation went.
1: Yeah, It's truly we talk about the test.
0: <laughs> yeah, that her... Narcissism score was very high, but her ego score was not so high. Now, let me put that into contextual understanding for you the way that we interpret the internal results. Narcissism is not a necessarily bad thing, it's an outward projection of how you are showing up and you want the world to perceive you, right? Very strong, very boisterous. Like, I got all my stuff together. The ego is kind of that internal chatter of how you actually feel about yourself inside. Mm -hmm. Again, there's not a good or bad, those are just variables that I like to see people having some sort of alignment depending on what they do for a living so here I am asking my lovely wife if she will support me the compassionate side of her the caring side of her which is like off the charts it's like 88 percent. mine's like 12 <laughs> like, and it's not mine mine's higher than that but in in jest the compassionate side of her wants to support me because she's my wife and she loves me and she knows that like that she's supposed to that makes her feel good and not that she's not capable of doing it, because she is in a certain capacity. But what I realized from the variables that matter most is she doesn't want to be in the background; she wants to be in the foreground.
1: Yeah, I'm not a background person.
0: Like she l- likes to be on the podcast. She does want to coach. She wants to be out, and I'm noticing this all is. She's picking up a propensity of social media posting, and it. This has all happened since you've been around the office, right? Like you. Right. So much of it, I think, I'll take ownership of it you're seeing how it all works, and some of it's rubbing off on you, right? You're you're put in a different mental state.
1: Well, and it's something new and exciting for me challenge-wise because I love this stuff. I geek out about it. Um, Seeing the results from from helping people and and getting them through things is crazy rewarding, and just then they're in turn able to teach that stuff to other people, which is even more rewarding. And it's something new that I can – venture into and conquer, right? Because my whole background is medicine, veterinary medicine. Not the same thing as, as is relationship coaching or, or one-on-one coaching, any of that.
0: Right. And we both adhere to the fact of a really simple methodology of learn, live, then lead. Correct. If you were to ever coach with us, again, not a plug, but if you went down that path with us, you will hear at the end of almost every video, every phone call, every everything, you need to teach this to somebody because you can't teach it if you don't know it and if you don't know it you can't live it so why would you be working with us if you can't do that right because i truly believe for me to impact 125 million people's lives it's going to take more than just me it's going to take you sharing this message with somebody else and that trickle-down effect i might not know all 125 million people but i know before i cash out that that many people will will be affected yeah we want the results
1: for people because it it changes the way that you view your life you feel about your life you feel about yourself your family feels about it it's a it's just a major lifestyle shift
0: it is and so to get to that point though to get to the point and this was just Tuesday of this week right so the previous week I'm looking like okay what is she actually doing and now from a like I know that even the tone of my voice came out kind of sounding. it wasn't meant to it's the fact of we never sat down and mapped out the actual hours that she could put in to working with me because, admittedly, no problem saying it, she is the one that takes Gianna to school. She's the one that picks Gianna up from school. She takes Gianna to gymnastics. Gianna and Lindsay like to ride horses together. Lindsay takes care of the house. right? There's, there's things that are items that Lindsay is doing every day, which I love, so we sat down and had to map out, like, what is the real potential for the number of hours that you can actually either be at the office or work from home? Yeah, so around our,
1: everything else. <laughs> yeah, to
0: know that our expectations are in alignment. Because what was happening, probably no different than in your relationship. It doesn't have to be you're working together. If there's somewhere where you feel stuck, where you feel frustrated, angry, dead, use any acronym or analogy you want, it's probably because there's a lack of communication and understanding. Right. That, that what you are expecting is different than what your partner is expecting. And because there hasn't been communication about it, it becomes much more difficult to find an alignment. So here I am feeling like, what the hell is she doing? And she is on her side probably saying, like, I'm crushing it. Like, I'm working my ass off.
1: Yeah. Like, b- I, I've got the sheets with the lists and the boxes are all fucking checked. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, are you kidding me right now?
0: <laughs> well, and it's because we didn't sat down and really sit down ever and really look at the fact of okay, there's only two and a half days a week that she can really be at the office for a full day. Mondays, Fridays, and a little bit on Tuesdays, and a little bit on Tuesdays. I think we eleven to three thirty or something like that. That doesn't mean it's bad or good. It's just the facts, right? I'm not mad at the facts because I get them now. I can yeah. See and then them. Wednesday
1: and Thursday I work from home because we still need groceries in our house and food on our table and laundry done and chemo appointments and all kinds of crap that goes on
0: yeah just knowing for me that those days are less productive days now i also shared it on if it's not this episode it was one before if you live in columbus anywhere around columbus if you live in ohio or you live somewhere else you would (laughs) want to relocate to columbus we're going to need someone to help in that project manager role because that's really what lindsay's doing she's not an assistant she's not wiping my rear end she's not doing any of that stuff it's here's all this stuff we have to get done Please help figure out how to get it done and shuffle it through the process. Right. Which becomes another unique point for me. It's crazy for me to think of where I came from in my life versus where I'm at now. You see, part of Lindsay being involved in my life is she has access to my calendar, <laughs> yeah. my my email <laughs> box.
1: I didn't even think about that. My
0: Calendly link, who comes on the podcast. Like She's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Anything that she ever wanted to see, not that we hide anything from each other, anyways. I mean, obviously, join bank account, join everything. Right. But having access to and actually managing part of an email, or like, I guess all of it, really, like, I don't know if you're managing it, but you can see it all. Like, you respond to everything is this whole new level of trust, of like, huh. And what's unique for me, for those of you who don't know, if you're new to the show for some reason, I was just not able to be faithful. Uh, that's not true. I chose not to be faithful <laughs> all throughout my 20s and even into my early 30s. And so to have the fact of like joint bank accounts, joint phone number, cell phone bill. Yeah. Now you have access to all my yeah, email Yeah, he was stuff. the guy that
1: would like lock his phone and then set it face down on the table instead of face up to make sure that if his one of six girlfriends contacted him, nobody was going to see it. The text message actually wouldn't even pop up. It would just kind of vibrate.
0: Yeah, I mean my text messages still don't show up though right now. No, that's true. I just don't like the notification thing on my phone. Yeah, I don't either. We don't have passwords, though.
1: No, no passwords. And phones already, I'm like, it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, we're married and it's been so many years removed. But yes, that is a different level of trust and openness because I don't know a lot of spouses that have emails and calendars and everything that are shared and linked all the time.
0: Yeah, I just don't care. Right? It's nice.
1: It is wonderful. I love it like that. Hell, even Kurt and Doug and everybody's got our Instagram account passwords and our <laughs> Facebook stuff <laughs> to upload all the social media stuff that we we do.
0: It's true. I just find it very interesting, the change in dynamics of trying to work with your spouse.
1: So I've done this before.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
1: I have done this before. This is not new to me. But the my ex-husband and I were on the same playing field, right? I came into this world
0: I love this that means that you and I are not on the same playing field right now (laughs) that's phenomenal we are not no awesome I
1: mean it is as like (laughs) it it was an area where like we were educated in we had background in it was like the career we had chose for you this was not your chosen career in school I
0: didn't choose this life this life chose me me. (laughs) I was built for this shit (laughs) If you, don't, if you don't believe it, just ask my clients. I was made for this. You but no, were made this, for it. This was not but what you, I set out but for. But you, you know
1: what I mean, though. Like that—that's what we went to school for. That's what we studied. That's like that was the path. And like you went to school for mechanical engineering. That you're not—I mean, I guess you're engineering life now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I've worked with a spouse before. We had a, a, a doctor-nurse situation in in my past, um, but different departments for a very long time. And then eventually had a practice together Um, and it was honestly fine. Like I ran the whole nursing staff and he took care of the doctor side and it really wasn't much co-mingling. I mean, we worked in the same department and and had the same patients, but, you know, I'm doing chemo treatments and post-op stuff and whatever, and he's seeing appointments. So it was a little bit different. But this is a lot more close and, and mesh. And I actually like this better.
0: I mean, I'm glad, I, mean, I suppose. You're
1: staring at me. No, I mean like this environment. Like I don't miss the ho- the hospital setting that much.
0: One, well, what, what makes this like the craziest part of the story, and I'm glad that it's taken this turn, is I get back from floating on that Tuesday. Lindsay's in the office. It's her day to be here. I'm sharing with her the gifts that come from understanding her, her test results and then for the first time i asked her to allow me just to coach her
1: yeah take off the husband hat for a minute and let me just dive into you
0: man that's, man shit there you go <laughs> that's right let me just Some dive right playing. up. let me dive right take up off in the there. husband
1: hat and dive into me we're role playing today
0: <laughs> explain what that experience was like from your side before i explain mine
1: uh, it was a little different. I had to adjust to it for a second, right? Because I don't view you as the, as the coach. You're my husband and I've known you in so many different ways. Um, so it there was some resistance there for a hot second because I just was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you're not gonna, you can't coach me. I'm your wife. Um, but you're very good at the process and taking people through start to finish, right and and making the outcome where they need to go. And so I just allowed it and it was it was
0: awesome. And what was what did we go through in that process?
1: We went through, you know he he had me sit there and, and close my eyes and and you know what what is it that you want? And I couldn't answer it for a second because my my heart versus my head, right I think a lot of people run into this. Your heart versus your head. Your heart tells you one thing. Your head tells you something else. Your heart tells you, you know, I really want to do this. And your head tells you, but what about the people that are going to look at you funny? The people that are going to judge you? Your parents are going to tell you you're crazy. um, You know, the education you throw away by not doing something you were trained to do, whatever it may be. And you just have to listen to what your heart says, because if you follow that part, then the rest of it is easy. Then it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what your background is. It, 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 it doesn't matter um, you know, what the judgments come of it because you're living in your purpose and your own path. And we've talked about this before. Like Not everybody is going to be on your path, and that's okay. It doesn't make them better or worse. It just means they're on a different path.
0: That is 100% correct. And such a beautiful Cliff Notes version for what the session was. From a coaching perspective, which was unique for me with my wife, I've vehemently stayed away from trying to coach Lindsay in any capacity. Like, I don't feel like it's a healthy relationship. I feel like if you are in a position that you're trying to coach your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, through something, there's so much bias that exists from the experiences you've shared together, both intimacy and not intimacy, positives and negatives. It's a really tough bridge to walk across. Right. It's not comfortable. It's it's not enjoyable. It can be perceived or conceived the wrong way. It's really, it's unique. But we sit down and Lindsay fights this. Not the coaching side of things so much, but the response. When I ask her to sit back and take a couple deep breaths and figure out, like, what does she want to do? Because she's my wife, I already knew the answer. Normal people, I wouldn't have known the answer, right? But she just kept, I don't know, I don't know, and... If, you say, what do you want, if I say to you right now, what do you want to do? And you, your response back is, I don't know. My only reanc- a- reaction to answer to you is bullshit.
1: <laughs> Which it, is exactly what he said to me.
0: It's not possible. It's your head telling you you shouldn't actually say what's in your heart. Because you don't fear judgment, shame, all the things, all the negative emotions you felt over your entire life. You don't want to experience those again. So you say, I don't know. Well, that's not true. You do absolutely know. Say it. Well, I don't know. So okay, so we we bounce back and forth the I don't know circle for two or three sessions. Then she finally gets the point of well maybe I could do a little bit of this and I really like to do the stuff in the in the veterinary medical field. But then I really like to you know help people in the, in the horse world and do some stuff there like maybe train kids, but I wouldn't want to train adults. I'm like, okay, but neither one of those is the right answer.
1: Adults are horrible to train. As you just reset that, I'm like, man, I'm glad that wasn't my answer. <laughs> as as a training adult, it is a pain in the butt in the horse world.
0: And so we go through that. Then I say, okay, look, in our life right now, you're attempting to support me in our business. And I say attempting to, not because you're failing, but because... Just the night before, there was something I asked her to do, and she said, if things aren't important to me, I just don't really ever do them. I just don't want to do them. I'm just not really going to do it. I said, oh, okay. That's what caused the industriousness conversation. So I said, between that, between your ego and narcissism score, between you telling me you like to help out college students that are coming in the veterinary world, and you like to help out kids, what is the real thing that you actually want to do? And your answer was?
1: Lead and teach.
0: Okay, so through leading and teaching, couldn't you lead college students? Couldn't you lead kids and adults? And couldn't you lead anybody else that's having an issue from a coaching platform?
1: And I said, yes.
0: And I said, if you did that, would that then, if you were leading people and teaching people, would that make you feel more happy, completed, and holistic from the inside out? Absolutely. Okay, so from now what we have to do is create a plan to get you out of the position you're in in a timely manner that's time-bound, right? Because as we make commitments, those commitments have to be time-bound so that we can hold ourselves accountable to it. Because it was instantly like, we'll just find a support staff. We'll find, you know, a, a project manager. Well, by when? All right. We have to make this a time thing. Mm-hmm. And we came up with April 1st. But I know from knowing you and I know from where we sit, April 1st is far too long. It's got to be no later than March 1st. So we got about 30 days. <laughs> It's just it's the First time
1: hearing of this part.
0: It doesn't work. Like the the current run rate and pattern that we're on right now will implode. Right, it, it's just not going to be scalable. Because admittedly, as you were listening, I realize I am not an easy person to work for. No. Kind of. Right. I would like to bring Kurt on for one of these episodes, and <laughs> and Doug and Devin. I certainly, I drop a bunch of stuff. I say I want all this stuff, and very rarely, like if they just don't do anything with it for two or three days, it's kind of like the litmus test to see if I was serious because. There's certainly a million ideas that pop in my head. Yes. I only need like four of them to actually happen. (laughs) Those are the four I circle back and ask about. So I own that completely. That's a new creative score that's increased based off the plant-based medicine. Uh. Different conversation, different time. All this comes as we kind of wrap up working with a spouse, that it's challenging, that it's a whole different dynamic, and that if you aren't honest and have that communication that we've spoken about so many times... It's almost a recipe for disaster, right? I would love to hear from you as you're listening if you're one of the ones who work with your spouse. I'd love to know what works for you and what doesn't. I would love to have you, on a, on a, you and your wife on for a guest on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be an incredibly dynamic conversation to talk about the frustrations, right? Because as the man, right, I mean not only physically – with my genitalia, but also the man inside the business. Like I just want to drive and get things done in such an aggressive manner that I don't care about anything else. But when I leave the office, I kind of have to leave that in the car before I walk in the door, because when I get home, I just want to love and appreciate my wife. And so it's a super unique dynamic for me to try to play both sides of that fence, because there's many times where I just want to be like, what in the fuck? Just go, go make these things happen. And it's not very easy. And you're just sitting there. <laughs> Give me something.
1: No, it's not easy because you, you you are demanding and it's, I want these 12 things done. And you think that in 20 minutes, all 12 things are going to be done because you don't realize what goes into the backside of getting them accomplished.
0: Some of that's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of it's true, but that's okay. And. and
0: that's fucked up. I just, I, I do a lot of stuff every day, though.
1: I know. You do a lot of stuff, but you also. Like you put a lot of stuff out there and say a lot of things that you want done, like right now, you're an instant gratification person. Yeah. So you think that it's going to instantly just, you know, snap your fingers and it's it's done. And unfortunately, things that are creative and take time and energy and thought and production, they're not an instant. Right. I'm we're, super hungry. We're building. A
0: <laughs> we're, my food?
1: We're building a brand and and building a system. And those things take time and there's a process there. It's not, it's not an instant plug-in. If it were an instant plug-in, everybody would have this business.
0: Fair. On that note, I'll shut my mouth and let you wrap this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so where in your life are you looking for instant gratification? Where are you not seeing eye to eye with your spouse? Where are you not communicating with your spouse? How are you working with your spouse? Even if it's not in the work environment, how are you working together at home? How are you working together to better your body? How are you working together to better your business, your family, your dynamic? You have anything to add? You're looking at me like that.
0: No, oh, you're not, not too bad. <laughs> I, 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 I've, s-
1: I've heard this once or twice
0: before. You can accept that. you got to r- slow it down next time a little bit. you got to l- oh. give the listener some time to digest it and think I'm about it. I'm a fast it. talker. I know. But it's got to slow it down. <laughs>
1: sorry everybody I'll, I'll try to talk slower it's just not who I am by nature so I have to really think about slowing down my speech
0: and when you slow down your speech <laughs> and you focus on what matters every day after
1: you're able to get shit done done